Dashing through the snow on a podcast recording sleigh, it's Top Ten Thursdays, and I'm Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Carsons. It's Christmas time, guys. It's hard to believe. It's already here. It's not that hard to believe. Christmas comes pretty early. You see it coming from pretty far away. It comes like early October. All the signs are there. It's It's hitting me hard just because it's... You know, 75 degrees, degrees in Arizona. Yeah. I, I That's can't, awesome. I can't get in the mood, though. I can't, like, I can't focus. Can't yeah, but how many other people can enjoy a cold beer on a hot Christmas morning? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Everyone in Australia. It's a gift. We're all very gifted this time of year. And what greater gift is there than the gift of song? Aside from a beer on a hot Christmas morning. <laughs> now, I know, for me, when it comes to Christmas songs, it's gone through phases where, as a kid, I hated Christmas songs. I thought they were cheesy. as like, yeah, this is for babies. This is stupid kid stuff. And as a teenager, for some reason, you think that's the time to be cynical. I was like, no, this is good. And then and I started working in retail, and I'm sure we've all experienced this, when you're working in a store that has a playlist that plays Christmas songs. There's some songs that you begin to hate, and it just becomes really uh, annoying and painful experience because mm-hmm. you get to see hear all, hear all the really bad Christmas songs. Those are the popular ones. I remember one I always really hated was this Brian Setzer song where it's like, "Is that you, Santa Claus?" He's like, "Hello, crappy blues rock." And uh, is that the chorus? <laughs> <laughs> The only part I can recall. Okay. <laughs> we could have just as easily done a list of the worst Christmas songs. <laughs> so many great, bad Christmas songs. Another bad one that I sort of love is I have this Christmas decoration where you put little uh, records in the... Uh, it's like a little uh, record player decoration, and you put little records in it, and it plays Christmas classics. But there's one song in there that I've never heard anywhere else but on this little record player, and it's... Have yourself a rock and roll Christmas, just like the ones that you used to know. Ooh, mountain bow singing, ooh, wow, baby, under the Christmas tree. I said, shooby do well, now let's get together singing four-part harmony. Here comes Santa Claus, he likes rock and roll, just like you and me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but it's awful, I've never heard it anywhere else. But I think we're mostly be touching on the classics. Uh, that, that's an instant classic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just start unwrapping? You don't think it's too early? <laughs> I like to. I don't know. I like to peek. I got German heritage I open up on Christmas Eve anyway. It's bullshit. Okay. Not bullshit. It's heritage. <laughs> Plus... Let's appreciate that heritage. 
Uh, so the first one on our list is Bright Eyes song, Blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Yeah, this sure sounds like blue eyes, blue bright eyes, blue Christmas. <laughs> I think we're just waiting for you, Nancy. Yeah. Sorry, my mixer is like on the other side of the room as my microphone, so I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is an album I didn't know existed until well into my bright eyes listening career, and I can only listen to it once a year, so I enjoy it. This is it. Well, I, I mean, you know, one month a year, I guess, one week a year. But uh, I really, really, really like this album. It's, you know, stereotypically darker in tone and very beautiful. And this is probably the, the most uh, mainstreamish song, if that makes sense. Uh, can you uh, you mean on, you mean on the album? Not yeah, on the, on the album. Yeah, I just mean like it's it's the most poppy and the most, uh, I guess, widely. What am I trying to say? You know, Pardon. widely appealing. Um, are we talking about an album of Christmas covers? Yeah, they're all Christmas covers. Well, are the other ones just ones that aren't as well known? No, it's not so much that. It's just the arrangements are a little weird, kind of. You know what I mean? I can only guess. Yeah, I, I can only it. guess. But I mean, they're just not like, I mean, they're not straightforward. They're, you know, kind of, uh, a lot of them are uh, religious ones and they're, you know, I don't know how to explain that to you. Of course. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, there's been a lot of Blue Christmas covers. I think Elvis's version probably the most famous. Uh, do you like those versions, or is it just Bright Eyes? No, I mean, Blue Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas songs, and I just chose this to get it on there, because I, th- I felt like this was the most appealing, or the most, yeah, like the most appealing song from that album to, to put on this list. All right, I'll take it. I mean, to be honest with you, I listened to it earlier today for the first time in my life. Uh, it seems nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably prefer the Elvis version, but that doesn't mean that I don't uh, like this song. I don't feel like they did that much with it. They really. didn't. Pretty they didn't straightforward really. yeah. kind of version. But it's fine. Yeah. I like that. I guess I didn't put it on because I especially love <laughs> mm-hmm. the arrangement so much. I mean, it's just a just a good song by one of my favorite bands. So. So I guess a question worth asking, since this is the first song, uh, are we going to do this by particular renditions or just in general, you know, a song? That's how I thought we would do it, because I feel like that's too hard to just judge a song on its own merits. I don't know. That's how I was planning on doing it. I feel like we, we went out of our way to put artists for each one, so it only, it makes the most sense to me to 
do that artist version. Well, there's one song, the next song, actually, we didn't put an artist. Uh, and, and that's Carol of the Bells. And I didn't, well, I guess let's, let's, let's have a listen to the greatest version of it. <laughs> Explain to me why you weren't putting an artist. Your your, <laughs> your reasoning was well. There's so many great versions. I mean, everyone I think could be on the list. Hey, I'm 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 not I sure. The first time in five years, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure if like the listening audience has recognized what song this is yet. Yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, version of Carol of the Bells, which was recorded for the uh, still yet unreleased uh, Christmas album by uh, the Sean Lemmy Experience SLXP. Uh, it's beginning to sound a lot uh, Lemmy like look a, look a Lemmy like Christmas. It's beginning to look a Lemmy like Christmas. With one of the greatest covers, um, you know, album covers on the face of the earth. That's what got me excited about it. I believe it's just me with this dumb, like, Russian hat. <laughs> Is that picture taken when you were waiting outside Target for the Wii to come out? It was. That's, uh... Was that around Christmas time, or is that early? That was my birthday oh, that so year. November. Uh, 2006. Hmm. I didn't know that you included, uh... Oh, I'd forgotten that had that heavy guitar in on it. <laughs> I think that was <laughs> the thing that got to you. There's just <laughs> something funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, then, I, and then when the, the familiar melody comes in, I mean, I think that's the part where it's like it's not that familiar because it sounds so weird. I don't know what instrument that is. It's like some weird xyl- synth xylophone. Thing. I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, but Carol of the Bells, I, I, I think, is is a really great Christmas song because it does work in a, a bunch of different genres, a bunch of different ways. You, I mean. It can. It sounds really good if it's just performed, you know, by by a choir. But at the same time, it sounds really good. I mean, techno, not 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 necessarily this version. Uh, I think the the famous techno version is by like the Trans Siberian Orchestra or something like that. Is that like techno that. or is that just speed metal? They're not techno. They're like they're like metal. All right, they're I don't like know. metal, but they're not really like metal because they play Christmas songs, so they're. They're like Steve Vai, basically. It's like what Ferrari like They're not to. quite metal. <laughs> I totally understand what you mean. I'm glad I was able to explain that to you. Steve Vai is a perfect example. And I guess it just comes down to the fact that, I mean, the hook of this song is just four notes repeated, and they sound really good. I mean, I think it's a really great song. It's one that always gets me. Oh, sure, definitely. I think it's great. I prefer it on bells, but I do like that it can be adapted in so many different ways. And it's 
I'm, I can only assume really, really old, so the fact that it stood the test of time like that uh, says a lot. So no, it's, it's real good. So I, I think it'll definitely have a good shot. That's enough for me. Uh, how about a song simply called Christmas by The Who? Now, this is something I never really thought of as a Christmas song. But then, is, I, can't, I don't know, I, I, I felt like I could throw it on here because it's kind of unconventional. It's it's just like my favorite song from that album, and it's named Christmas, and it talks about Christmas. So, And I can see myself listening to this song around Christmas, so I put it on. It's, it's pretty good when you can find a Christmas rock song that works, because it's so easy for rock musicians to take a Christmas song and then make it just really cheesy or, or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's cool when you think an, an artist can write their own original Christmas song and, like, it rocks, you know? I wouldn't say there's anything about this song that's like, oh, this is stupid, you know? And it, it works, of course, it's from Tommy, but it works on its own, too. I don't know if it's, like, an instant like Christmas classic. Yeah, like that's one of the thing I think about is it's not so much a Christmas song as a song with the setting of Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still about Tommy. Yeah. I mean, it's called Christmas though, and it certainly includes everything you know about Christmas. Yeah. There's no Jesus doesn't. Not his fault. Def one um yeah, I don't know I guess to me it's just uh, when I listen to songs from Tommy I basically just listen to Tommy in its entirety I never really thought about it on its own how long is this song even two minutes 430 430 well, it does have the whole this, Tommy can you yeah, hear me part this would, part that's not really like not. doesn't sound like Christmas at all yeah, <laughs> it kind of goes in a different direction, like halfway. Yeah, like I feel like Christmas isn't even like in the background anymore. It's moved on to. But then they go back to it. It's January, do they? Yeah. Okay. Like you guys haven't even listened to this song. I have. Just well, <laughs> one of those things where it's like I've heard Tommy so many times. I guess I didn't feel the need. I guess this is, this is like my favorite song off Tommy, so that's why I, I listen to it on its own sometimes. Yeah, didn't you say it was your favorite Who song? It's up there. It's up there. Pretty sure you said it was your favorite. Yeah, when we, we did, did top ten lists. I mean, of course, you know, everyone can change their mind if they want, but at that certain time, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't argue with it. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at. It. Uh, but now knowing. I should have listened to the whole song again. Now knowing that the Tommy Can You Hear Me thing is in there, that's kind of a knock against it for me. It will, that would definitely take me out of it. If I was if I had like a Christmas playlist and I had this going on, I'd be like, yeah. And it's there's this Tommy part coming in. I don't know. I, I think that is, is a little distracting. Yeah. It doesn't make you it. You ever any, had a uh, Christmas oh, where yeah. someone's yelling at if they can hear you or not? <laughs> John, can you hear me? 
I mean, it's tough when it's got to compete with songs that are classics and that are just so a part of Christmas. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I'm not sh- so you, I mean, I, I would say this is a classic song. I yeah, mean, like, I'm not, I don't know, know, I just this. thought it was interesting, because I'd never thought about it in that but light. Christmas? Not, it's not a classic Christmas song, but it's certainly a classic song. I don't know that I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most people don't know it. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of an obscure one from The Who. Doesn't make it not a good song, though. So, I mean, I'm probably going to say no, but we have That's 15, so if you want to wait to the end again to chop, we very well can. Yeah, I mean, there are some of these that are obviously going to be gone as soon as we get to them. But that doesn't mean they're wrong. Or before. <laughs> no. Uh, let's move on to Darlene Loves Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. So, for me, every Christmas, the it's not Christmas season until I, I start listening to A Christmas Gift to You from Phil Spector. That album is just classic Christmas to me, and uh, the sound now is kind of distracting. Oh. Is that better? I, I can't think. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can barely hear it, so I don't know how loud it is. <laughs> it's pretty loud. Well, it's either you can't hear it or the audience can't hear it. We've taken you behind the veil. We're not going to edit this out? No, there's no editing. It's Christmas time. Everyone wants to go drink eggnog and not work on things. Alright. That includes our friend Matthew in Yuma, Arizona. Shout out to all the fans in Yuma! Like Santa. No. Colin, continue. Anyways, yeah, I like that Christmas album a lot. Uh, But I believe every single song on that album was a cover, except for this one. This is the one that Phil Spector wrote with, I think, probably a couple other people. We always had songwriters around him in the studio and such. And I think he just nailed it. I mean, he combined that, you know, <laughs> that sort of sappy but really heartfelt teenage love vibe of, of all his his pop singles, and then he just combined it with Christmas, and I don't know, just made something that's just so full of emotion and... Just all the strings and the horns and everything. I just love it. So, you know what I associate with this movie, or with this song, because I first heard it in a movie. The beloved classic. More than a classic to me. Mm-hmm. Which is Gremlins. Ah. Now, I know that may sound strange, but it's, it's, it's used as the opening of Gremlins. And if you recall that film, 
the town in, in, in Gremlins is, is kind of like this Frank Capra-esque, uh, snowy, uh, small town. And there's just kids, like, playing around in the streets. Like, it could be any other Christmas movie, and it uses this song to open it up. And it really sets the tone for, like, this really joyous uh, small town. And I love that song because of that movie. So I was thinking Gremlins when... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the movie I was thinking of it is Goodfellas. Because they use it at, like, that party after they do the big heist. Oh, yeah. Robert De Niro's, why you buy this fucking coat? Get this fucking coat out of here. But Gremlins was first. It's true. <laughs> but no, it's great. It's really big sounding. Oh, of course. I mean, it's all Spectre, <laughs> so what do you expect? The There's some other good versions, too. I really like the U2 version. Yeah. Um, rocks. But I think I probably like this one better just because of the production. The thing I always think about when I listen to songs like this, like original Christmas, I guess all songs are original somewhere, but... I just wonder, like, how do you write a song that has the vibe of Christmas? Like, is it just a matter of saying Christmas in the song, or, you know what I mean? Like, this definitely has, like, a Christmas, like, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but... It's just bells, man. No, you are. Bells work. Yeah. But, but like, there's something, like, even emotionally... Even if it didn't have the bells. The weird something... thing for me is, like, I remember when I first got the Phil Spector box set... And I would play it in my car all the time when I was driving Sean and John around. And I remember at one point John said, this sounds like Christmas music. And it wasn't the, the Phil Spector Christmas album. It was just regular Phil Spector music. And I wonder if <laughs> Phil Spector's songs just naturally sound like Christmas music or because of that album and all the covers and how famous all those different versions are that it retroactively sounded like Christmas music? I don't know. It is hard to say what makes a good uh, Christmas song. I think it's definitely establishing a mood and an atmosphere. And then if you can just throw a good melody on top of that, you're set. And maybe some references to something like Chestnuts or whatever. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's it. It's easy, right? Sure, yeah. There's great Christmas songs all the time. Uh, and this this is one of them. And I hope the next one is another one of them. What is the next one? It's Christmas Time is Here by Vince Guaraldi. I've seen his name so many times, I've never <laughs> attempted to pronounce it. Uh, Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi Trio. There you, you did it. This is kind of the other big Christmas album for me around the holidays. Gotta listen to a Charlie Brown Christmas at some point. And you pretty much gotta watch the special, I think, at some point, too, if you want to get in the spirit. And uh, I like this little song a lot just because it kind of captures that special in a lot of ways because it's about Christmas and all the joy in the air, and yet there's also this kind of underlying sadness to it. Like... <laughs> Charlie Brown's such a sad kid. Um, I don't know. Something about sad Christmas songs appeals to me in a way. I don't know why. There's just something about the contradictory aspect of that. Yeah, and it's I like that it's smooth jazz. 
and not and not like pop or something, and that works with the mood that you're it's talking not about. Smooth jazz, don't don't. Christmas time? <laughs> what are you talking about? The the piano? It's jazz. It's jazz, jazz. but it's not smooth, it's smooth jazz. jazz. You gotta it's, differentiate. Excuse me. I no, that's like a big deal. Here. Okay. Mm. Like you don't think it is, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's not. It's not smooth. It's pretty smooth. You just don't but get it's not it. Smooth jazz. Because <laughs> it doesn't have saxophone. Yeah, it doesn't have like lame. No, like, saxophone doesn't. Keyboards have and shit. It doesn't have like. Just, just don't, don't be tossing around that term willy nilly. You're gonna offend a lot of people out there. Uh, okay, I won't. I'm still not <laughs> sure if I entirely know why it's wrong, but uh, whatever. I uh, I like this song a lot too. I think I like the instrumental version more than the one with the kids on top of it, though it's not that big of a deal. If not, like they hurt the song. Yeah. Oh, stupid little kids on it. Honestly, it's, I could have gone either way. Yeah, I like both versions. It's just great piano and bass and drums, and it's, I don't know. What were you saying, Sean? Well, before I was so rudely interrupted, I was saying. Uh, that when they finished production of uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, but before they actually uh, aired it, the network executives thought it was really, really bad. And they were like, well, we'll air this once because we made it, but it'll never, ever be rerun. And we probably like ruined Charlie Brown by making this. Just one of those funny ironies in life. Now you, you like can't escape it. It's just one of those things that's associated with the holiday now. They were worried because of the tone of the, the the cartoon. They were worried about the animation and the voice acting. Uh, I I think they just thought it looked like really cheap and and dumb. They they did not think people would like it. It does look kind of cheap, but it's got a charm to it. You can't really deny. I don't know. I feel like it looks like Charles Schultz is drawing it in real time. <laughs> But those are kind of the reasons that I like it. It's not flashy. It's not sugary sweet like so many other holiday specials. And the Charlie Brown characters, like they do in the strips, talk like adults. And I think that has an appeal to it, a long-lasting appeal. And I think a, a jazz soundtrack well complements that. And that's why I love that theme. There's a lot of other good uh, themes from that, that uh, special, too. But I think this one's probably the best this Christmas mm-hmm. time is here and I'm glad to see it here represented <laughs> what about on that episode of Arrested Development where they use it every time someone gets sad they, they just hang their, their head down, down and ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the music starts playing <laughs> very sad but now the next song the next song is a joyous occasion it is Feliz Navidad Danceable that song is. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a little it's it's a pop Christmas song that works enough. Gets the job done. It's one of the songs I feel like you can like no matter who you are. Especially if you're a, a small child. It's the kind of song I think small children can be all about. 
Because uh, they feel like they're learning. They're like, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know Spanish. <laughs> Very rough. <yeah. laughs> I just remember really liking this song as a kid, and I still, I still get behind it. And, and it's another one that, like, my mom's an elementary school teacher, and she said she was playing it for her kids, and they're, like, all bad announced. It's just, it's very pleasant. It's very accessible, even though it's in Spanish. It's a, it's a delight. And it's so inspiring, because Jose Feliciano is blind. Okay. It's so inspiring. <laughs> if he could do it, I could do it. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm a blind Hispanic child, maybe someday I can write a classic Christmas song. Maybe. I don't know. He's just... He's, he's, he's good at what he does. Yeah, just catchy and poppy. Mm-hmm. More do you want? The yeah, only... Colin wants depression. <laughs> I do. I like the sadness. But I like this. It's fun. <laughs> My only problem is I feel like the production's a little too much. Like, I feel like... He threw in a few more instruments than he needed to. It's like there's like five different kinds of acoustic guitars. Feels like he probably has two drummers on it. You know, a whole string section, the mariachi thing. But, yeah, why not? Why not? It's Christmas. <laughs> sure. Everyone wants to party. Yeah. He's a good guitar player, too. Even for a blind man, John? I'm just saying. <laughs> I seem to recall my dad talking about watching some game show in the mid-60s. And they just asked all these, they're, they're really lame, like 30, 40 something adults, asked them, like, who's your favorite guitarist? And this is like, when the British invasion was still only like, we were cool with the kids and stuff and everything. Like I said, always was. But all three people said, uh, my favorite guitarist is Jose Feliciano. So. <laughs> it's, he's kind of uncool in that way. Uh, and I, I, I guess that's not really a knock against him. I just wanted to. To, to bring that up because I thought that was kind of funny that he was like the go-to guitarist for so many people in the 60s. So it's, did he have a career? I assumed he was just a one-hit wonder. That's not the case? I mean, he had other songs. I don't know how successful they were, but I think he did He did all right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have one hit and it's a, a Christmas song, that's pretty good. You're going to live forever, man. Yeah. I think he covered Light My Fire. I think that was a hit for him. Ah. The Doors. But I, I'm not familiar with most of his other work, aside from his Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet. And Spanish. <laughs> A Spanish people sing like this. <laughs> or so I've been told. Yeah, that's right here. Um, I thought you didn't like this song, Nancy. What? <laughs> it's called you out it's something you may have said maybe I don't remember that that's fine alright I can like understand someone getting annoyed with it because it gets played so often it's definitely one of those songs Christmas songs gets played a lot yeah I heard it on the radio when I drove to my house <laughs> ten minutes ago did it treat you right? yeah not as well as uh, hearing it for the Hundredth time could treat me. That's good. I don't know. It never happened for me. Which is why I was going to put it on the list. And uh, another one I put on the list is Happy Christmas, War is Over, the John Lennon song. John and Yoko. Happy Christmas, John. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year. 
Anyone? I think we want to see how far this song we can get for some reason. Because <laughs> it builds. It builds. But here we are. We're into it now. We're into the... Show the squash. Into the shit. So this is more up your alley, right, Colin? Because it's kind of, kind of depressing. A little bit. No, it it's is. It's about hope. Like, the melody is pretty sad for some reason. The lyrics are not. They're all about joy and happiness, but... Well, but they're about... It's not about the war being over. It's about wanting the war to be over. At least I think. I believe this was written before Vietnam had ended. Probably. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for verifying. And it's, I guess some, just something about the line, and so this is Christmas, instead of, like, hooray, it's Christmas. Yeah, I like that. There's something. It's the reason I like that, that Tom Petty song, It's Christmas All Over Again. Yeah. I like songs where it's just like, you know, it's Christmas. You can't help it. Just just deal with it, alright? <laughs> I like everything you guys are saying, but I don't like Yoko Ono vocals in there. It's a little high in the mix. They're yeah. really irritating. That's the reason I don't like the Double Fantasy album, or like like half of it. I hate Yoko Ono so much. Her vocals are so bad. I like the song a lot. I think I could probably find a version I might like better. If I'm, I assume it's been covered by Alternative rock guys, probably. Actually, no. Just just like a week ago, I think it was on the the, the Colbert Report or something. They had Mavis Staples and Jeff Tweedy and Sean Lennon cover it, and that was pretty good. Oh, that sounds cool. Sean Lennon is turning into John Lennon. You see how he's like bearded up and grown yeah, his hair out now. Pretty much looks just like him. Yeah. I guess it's cool. Why not? Yeah. It is weird to be like. Try to look like your dad, but I guess he had a cool look. Did he know it? His dad. His yeah. dad died when he was five, okay. so he knew him, you know, that well. It's getting so sad. But yeah, I like the song. I I don't like Yoko Ono. I don't know if that's enough for me to say. No. 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 Get it out of here. But it does bring it down uh, a couple pegs for me. I don't know what the, the, that's going to mean when it comes down to list-making time, but you, you had to have this song as part of the conversation because I feel like when it comes to Christmas rock songs, it always comes up. It's, it's always interesting when you find like one that was written post-1940s or something to someone that could write like a new Christmas song and it becomes a classic. You know, yeah. or something like that. We don't even have like any from like the last thirty years, <laughs> but this is new in comparison <laughs> to everything else. Yeah, this we're is still about. a relatively new Christmas. Song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's nice. I don't think it has to be on the list. Um, let's see. Yeah, we haven't cut anything yet, so why start now? Why start with John Lennon? Uh, but another one that. Probably won't be cut. As uh, the next one, Frank Sinatra's uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. 
From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. What I didn't know till recently is that this was originally from a movie. Me in St. Louis. Was, I think I Judy Garland. Uh, I've seen that movie. Yeah. That was the first time this song was used? Or maybe. At least I didn't know that it existed before the 50s. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it at that. I, I, I want to say it was, it was for that movie, but I'm, I can't be positive now. Yeah, I remember that. Anyways, Frank <laughs> Sinatra, this version was from... This is the one you usually hear on the radios this time of the year. Is from the 50s. And he wanted to do his own version because he thought the original version was too depressing. <laughs> I love that. Just something about that. I can imagine being kind of like annoyed by it. <laughs> this don't swing. No, this ain't good. Makes me want to cut my throat with a candy cane. I don't know why you would talk about suicide. But no, <laughs> he, he just he carries this so well. It starts out, it's almost acapella. And you can almost just go acapella the whole way and it would still work. Like he said, so at the forefront of this, and he's got just such a great, iconic voice. So perfectly, su- crooners are perfectly suited for holiday songs. It's true. And I'm sure Frank Sinatra had some other good uh, Christmas uh, songs. He's, I'm sure he's done plenty of Christmas albums. But this is the one I've always remembered him doing, and doing so well. And it's it's a little... He, he said it was depressing. I still think it's a little I feel like it is depressing. I don't know that it's I, that. I don't know if depressing is the word. This, this is, is a song that's a little more somber. It's yeah, like, this isn't the one you listen to like where you're shopping for presents or even when you're opening presents. This is like when the, when the kids have gone to bed and you got like the one Yule log burning and you're just sitting there sipping your cocoa or whatever. And about to slit your throat with a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a very... Uh, Sorry. At least it's a theme suicide. <laughs> it's a song about enjoy Christmas by yourself. It does kind of seem like. Like you're just having a little Christmas. You're not going all out this year. You just want to sit by the fire and have some, some eggnog. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Do what works for you. Yeah. Sets a tone and a little story. I like it. Nancy, you like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right. So smooth. Like, don't say it. <laughs> Agreed. It is it is so smooth. Like, Sean's attempting something. <laughs> Where's he going with this? Like, unlike our next song. Which totally rocks. Does it? I don't know. Let's let's let you decide by playing it. It's called Jingle Bell Rock. It's by Bobby Helms. Yeah, I don't know. This is probably more rockabilly than rock and roll. It's very rockabilly. I think I read that Bobby Helms was a country artist before this song. 
I don't know if he like turned <laughs> this his back. Is a crossover. Or did he just get associated with rock and roll for putting rock in one of his songs? I I can't be sure. Because it is just barely a step away from country. It does have a twang to it. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. It it definitely works. And what I love about the song is that guitar. Totally. That opening riff. It's like the most iconic Christmas riff. Well, it's the jingle bell, right? It starts out with, it's just jingle bells, and then yeah. like, turns it around. It's like, yeah, <laughs> turns it around. <laughs> Back the shit up. Back the shit up. That's what he would have done if he had whoop 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 technology back in the 50s. Uh, that'd be sweet. Uh, so, I mean, do you guys associate this with Lethal Weapon or is that just me? Because I saw it when I was young enough. Oh, is this the Lethal Weapon? It's like at the very beginning. She like commits suicide. It's like, or maybe it's even before the suicide. It's like, yeah. You're like, oh, yes. Good times. Yeah, I associate most, most Christmas songs with Home Alone. Because they're like all in there. I feel like most of these are probably in there. But yeah, it might be Lethal Weapon. That's cool. It's also, I read this on Wikipedia, so I assume it to be true. Uh, after it was featured in the soundtrack of our favorite Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way, it uh, reemerged on, on the Billboard list a little bit. Because of Jingle All the Way? Just really? Jingle All the Way. Yeah, it was wow. like 1996. It was like, oh, pull this shit up. That, that movie had the power. The power to move people. <laughs> well, that's what it did. <laughs> and I'm glad. Because I like that song. And it ain't going anywhere. It's been around for a long time. Is this, is this late 50s? Early 60s? Late yes. 50s, I would assume. I mean, they talk about going to a hop. So, that's not the 50s. <laughs> oh, they, they mentioned, don't they mention, they mentioned Rock Around the, the Clock, too. They do. Yeah. I guess it's not like you couldn't reference that if it was later, but yeah. It just they're referencing things that seem of that era. So that would make sense. God, the 50s was some boom for Christmas music. I wonder why. Because people were afraid of getting blown up. We're just trying to feel good. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, just hide in the shelter. Just shelters ignore it. Families. <laughs> blissfully happy. For yeah, let's go to some hops. Get some nog. Bro, that's your 1950s. <laughs> not a good 1950s no, guy. Bro. But it's the best I could do on the spot, which is pretty bad. Jingle Bell Rock, classic rock song, classic Christmas song. Awesome. Cool. I, don't, I don't know if it's awesome, but it's pretty good. So let's move on to another Christmas rock song with Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. I feel like it's happened to me multiple times. I've heard this song come on, and someone hears it, they're like, oh, this song. And so they think they're going to sing along to it, and they go, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, you can't tell what they're saying Christmas in that part. Is it, they're, you think they're going to say Santa or baby, and it sounds like they're saying both or something. Do you know what they're saying? I think it's... Uh, 
God. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, what are they I saying? I say it to myself, and what I just said didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, Christmas comes each time this year. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> what is that word? I don't know. But I like it. Yeah. What I think is neat about, about this is it seems like artists, you know, they're on. Need to calm down a little bit. Calm Merry down. Christmas, Saint Nick. Christmas comes this time Saint each year. Nick. Okay, Saint Nick. Well, they kind of draw it out so it sounds like a bumble. But usually when an artist releases a Christmas album, it's like, we don't have any ideas right now. We just need some money. Let's do like a bunch of covers or something. What's cool about the Beach Boys Christmas album is that there's a bunch of original songs on it. And this is one of them. And it was a big hit. And that always impressed me when a band can write an original Christmas song that is memorable. And I also like the fact that the Beach Boys had a unique sound, so they could put their spin on it. What's also cool about that album is you can hear them do their harmonies on other Christmas classics, and that's interesting to see, because there's only so many ways you could do a Christmas song, but if you're the Beach Boys, you have that one up, or, oh, well, we do harmonies, that's like our thing, so we can at least do that. This song almost sounds to me like they're doing a parody of one of their other songs that's just a Christmas song with Christmas lyrics. Does that make sense? Like you, you mean it's like this, this is like the stereotypical Beach Boys sound? I, I just feel like isn't this a different Beach Boys song with like just Christmas <laughs> lyrics? Dude, what if it is? I, I don't know. <laughs> but if if I was just to judge this song on this song, not knowing any other Beach Boys songs, I think I'd still probably like it. I think I'd enjoy the harmonies. The production's good. This was while they they were making their transition into more advanced production and studio techniques. I think Brian Wilson was pretty heavy on all the production of this album. They got the glockenspiel on there. <laughs> Brian yeah, Wilson was looking at that glockenspiel. He was like, I'm going to use this again. There's actually it's a couple shit. other songs that I'd even like consider putting on here. Like, There's one I may even like better, but I don't know. It's not really a hit or anything, so... So I wouldn't, but this is the hit. But this, this, I, I really like this. I mean, I really like the Beach Boys. I love the harmonies, and I love hearing them come up with something fresh and original. Uh, though maybe not fresh original if you think it sounds too much like another Beach Boys song, which it very well could. I can't think of one offhand, but they had a unique sound, so there's probably times when they did stuff that sounded like other stuff. So, But I, I really like it. Could it be Little Deuce Coop you're thinking of? Yeah, it does remind me of that. Because I like it. But I like it exactly. Yeah, they're not exactly. It's just, it it definitely has themes. Maybe it's just because it's like, you can practically rhyme the two. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they both start with little. It's the same number of syllables. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They don't rhyme, though. Well, let's stop picking this apart and stop the cavalry. Very good. It's a song by the Cory Band and with the Gualia singers.
<laughs> okay, alright. Who blues? Who blues? <laughs> John speak, is gonna lose speak, his shit right here. Speak to me. Oh, this is like the lamest thing I've ever heard. Why? <laughs> oh, it's hell British. It's so British. <laughs> well, the first why is hey, Mr. Churchill, but why does that make it bad? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard it before, ever. I've never... This is anthemic. Well, no. it's, it's a Jonah Louis song, originally, but John and I prefer this... Like all men's chorus. Most people person. do, I feel like. This is the one that gets more airplay on the radio. At least out here in Seattle. No, I, I think so that's. All about men's chorus is over I think that's all that goes for the whole United States. Yeah. But no, this is a song originally by Jonah Louie in the early 80s, which is interesting because you, you think the song's like a hundred, like, or at least from the 40s or something, you know. We're talking about I heard it from the 1800s. Dickensian times. Though, though it's weird because it mentions Mr. Churchill, but also it mentions nuclear fallout in another <laughs> lyric. <laughs> But it's no, weird because I I feel like it's supposed to be set during World War One. I. I think it is, but then it, they say they do say nuclear fallout. Oh, that's, man. Well, that's what Jonah. Well, Lee I mean, wrote. This, the song is about soldiers wanting to come home. It's not really about Christmas at all. It's just that they say "Wish I was home for Christmas," and so automatically they made it a Christmas hit. Yeah, and the approach to this was so big. <laughs> you have like. 50 people. The Corey band is this huge orchestra. And then you, they, they, they paired them with like this, I don't know who paired them, I guess maybe they did, with this uh, Welsh men's group. I imagine being these burly men with probably huge beards or something. Oh, wish I was a home for Christmas. And then there's the great like breakdown part that goes, and every time I hear that, I just imagine all these burly guys like in the showers. None of this is appealing to me like, at all. None of what you're describing. It doesn't appeal. No, it's comical. This song is so joyous and optimistic. Yeah, nothing says optimism like being so depressed and at war and just wanting to go home. Well, it it is the approach though. <laughs> how they nuclear sing it. attack. I mean, they're not they're not singing like over oh, Christmas. I'm dead. Even <laughs> the original. <laughs> I would have yeah. Even the original was pretty uplifting. They because it there's that there's the idea of Christmas. They could still come home to Christmas. That's how you gotta do it with the Christmas songs. It's either gotta have really depressing lyrics and a really happy melody, or a really happy lyric and then depressing melodies. You can't do it both ways. But you can do happy, happy. You can do happy, happy. But you can't do depressing, depressing. No. Also becomes January music. I no one likes January music. Nope. But it's big band. It's big voices. They got bells, which is yeah, huge freaking Christmas. bells. I just, I just don't get a Christmas vibe from it. Well, you didn't. You probably you didn't grow up with this song. Bing, bing, bing. You don't know this life, man. Because uh, it just reminds me of a Christmas carol. I feel like this would be playing in the background, just a bunch of guys singing on the street. It's like ah, hey, Mister Charlie. Now these men are they leaning out of the shower <laughs> in your version, John, or are they or is the camera going into the shower with them? <laughs> I imagine like I haven't really worked out the cinematography in my head yet. <laughs> I, I, imagine, I imagine you do variations. See, I, I imagine you're like looking down a hallway of a whole bunch of showers for some reason, and, and everyone's each, just leaning out yeah. with like, like you know, scrubbing their backs. I imagine singing. like exactly like Sean's, except they in like one they each like pop their head out at different times and sing different lines. And 
That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Well, you, can, you can go to different shots for the video, if, if you know, if you want. There's no wrong or right answer here. Uh, I think there's I a wrong like answer. Yeah, don't make it about World War Two. Fill it with stock World War Two footage. But I think it's a fun song, and there's actually some. <laughs> there's actually some little, uh, some undertone there. You know, there's there's a message in there somewhere too, and that's kind of interesting. I just think it's fun, though. That's that's why I like it. It's a good Christmas song. Another good Christmas song. The Christmas song. I would hope that's a good Christmas song. By Nat King Cole. Well, Nat King Cole wasn't actually about titling it, but... We'll get into that. The Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos this is another song that's for, you know, the, the, the quieter part of, of your Christmas evening. Uh, probably a little bit before Have Yourself a, a Merry Little Christmas. But, but you know, the beginning of that, of that stage of the night. Maybe when you're putting that log on. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> this song's hella classy. All about the classiness of it. <laughs> I think Cole's a pretty cool guy. He gets my seal of approval. He certainly sets the mood and provides imagery that is very delightful. But yeah, he wanted to tell the song uh, Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire, I think. And they're like, no, this is called the Christmas song. And he's like, <laughs> alright. Yeah, that Christmas song is not a good title, so <laughs> that's interesting. It's funny, I really only know Nat King Cole now for Christmas music. He just seems so associated with this song and some of his other Christmas songs. It's kind of overshadowed the rest of his career. He's a pretty great singer. This is one of the few records that we play at my house during Christmas time. We have a Nat King Cole record, a uh, Bing Crosby record, and then a Jose Feliciano record. And they just kind of <laughs> loop. <laughs> Uh, but it's always really, it's always really festive, and it really sets a joyous tone. But this is definitely, yeah, like probably starting to wind down a little bit. Mm-hmm. People are getting a little more tired. They're getting a little more settled in. It's just relaxed. I like Christmas songs that aren't totally in your. F- I, I like, I like them sometimes, but that that aren't totally in your face. And I, like I said, I was saying earlier, sugary sweet. Just take it easy, you know. The holidays can be stressful. Let's just kick back and relax and roast some chestnuts. Which I've never done, but I assume it's just delightful. <laughs> yeah, nutcracker uh, out and everything. How do you roast? Ch- do you put it on like a stick? That was like a lot of work and a build-up to, to something that's not that great. So yeah, so like once, yeah, I feel like once you get to the nut, you're like, oh, this is just a nut, except it's kind of roasted. I guess I did this myself. <laughs> I guess I have that to be proud of. But is it hard, though? Is it something just, like... That was just kind of a waste like, of time. Like you want to do, but then your dad just ends up doing all the work, and then you don't yeah. even like it that much. Something like that. It's like, Dad, you ruined this. It's like, doesn't matter. You would have ruined it for yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we learned a lot about yeah, that sounds like, life right now. That sounds like Christmas, all right. <laughs> Just you know, endless disappointment. <laughs> Disappointing your parents. See, I, I was not... I didn't associate this with disappointment. To me, it's it's uh, more of like... The satisfaction that like all the hard parts over, like you did all the shopping, you you did everything. Now you can just sit back and relax and enjoy it. Run up the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was about disappointment either. I just <laughs> took it there for some reason. It could be. It could be. It's a rich tapestry. Yeah. There's lots of ways you can interpret what's going on there. But yeah, I like that. It's it's, it's near the end of Christmas song. <laughs> Not like Jingle Bell Rock. That's like the Eye of the Storm. <laughs> It's like, oh shit. God, it's so fast. <laughs> so relatives. We're all gonna be all gonna be drunk. It's gonna be crazy. But no. Chestnut's also got open fire. I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna go with what Nat King Cole would have wanted. Is I totally lost my train of thought. Is is yeah. Alright. Uh, let's let's keep going with uh, very basically titled Christmas songs. And talk about This Christmas by uh, Donny Hathaway. So this is one, I feel like I probably heard a bunch of versions of it before I actually heard the original. <clears throat> I don't know why, but this one just, I don't know, works for me the best. I, don't know, I guess I just like the original version of, of some Christmas songs. I think you just got it right. This, to me, it kind of sounds like the great Christmas song that Stevie Wonder never recorded. It just kind of has that sort of soulful 70s feel to it. Um, I don't know anything else about Donny Hathaway, except that he committed suicide. My <laughs> first question is going to be, is he alive? No, he's not. He died. That's he killed cool. himself like 1979. That's too bad. So. When was this song? Earlier 70s? I think it was 1970 This mm. this one came out. Yeah, I'd never heard this before until you put it on this list. You never heard this song? Mm, uh, you said there's other versions. Maybe I heard another version. I don't know, but no, I've never heard this. Interesting. Yeah, I don't I know. Like how. I've, oh, I've heard it a lot. He's the Where's the Love guy. Is that what he, he did that? Yeah. Okay. He had something else. But I always like like really well produced '70s soul music. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always so much thrown into it, and always gels so nicely. This song doesn't have like a big hook though to me. I don't feel like I'm re- like really drawn in like when I should be at the chorus. I mean, it's fine, but it, it's not like really memorable to me. Like I, I, I made sure like listen to it over, over you know, over and over again throughout the week to try to get a good feel for it. But I can't really like sing it to myself yet or anything. Maybe that takes years of experience. I guess. I could probably sing the whole song for you if I had to. It seems yeah. really memorable to me. I guess it's because I've heard it. Stevie Wonder has done a version. Yeah, I saw that. He was like, God, I wish I did this. <laughs> but I didn't. 
Maybe no one will know. Maybe if I record a version, they'll think I did it. <laughs> yes, yes. Are you so evil? That's, that's my sinister Stevie Wonder. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like you make more sense for Matiano. Jose Feliciano. Just take it from a group. Four eyes, no sight. Aww. <laughs> subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> it's a work in progress. There's still time to try to put that together. I'll pitch it to them. So, you know that uh, John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John album that just came out, which has the hilarious music video, is titled This Christmas. I bet there's a version of this on there. Oh, I know there was a movie that was not made for me. It was called This Christmas. <laughs> not made for you? As in, sorry, a bunch of black people. Yeah, but they're black people you like, like Idris Elba. Yeah, like Chris Del Brown. Ah, uh, yes, Chris Brown. And he recorded a version of this. Chris oh, Brown, noted douchebag and sometimes singer. Good dancer, too. Oh, yeah, sure. What do you think, Nancy? About Chris Brown? <laughs> yeah, what do you think about Chris Brown? Innocent. Innocent? Of what? Are you saying Rihanna beat herself up? <laughs> what John Cleveland said. But what do you think about this Christmas? It's okay. It just seems kind of generic to me. I, I, I agree with John. I'm never really... I'm always like, oh, this is nice, but I'm never really hooked in. It doesn't really seem like it has a catchy melody to me. It just se- sounds like this guy is singing This Christmas a bunch. You should hear the Michael McDonald version. I bet that's a classic. Does that exist? It's gotta exist. He has a whole album called This Christmas. <laughs> Is it just different arrangements of that song? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be like the worst gift. You should give everyone that gift. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> it's their own copy. Here you go. Knock this is the out. This Christmas Christmas. Don't hurt yourself on the way to the garbage. That would be a perfect white elephant gift. Ah, Think about it next time you do sneaky, one. sis. Get a Michael McDonald Christmas <laughs> Thank God there's no Michael McDonald to be seen on this list. There's still time. I can't think of anyone else who just destroys good Christmas songs or just good music just good like he soul does. Music like he does. Like if there's anyone who just does bad covers, it's Michael McDonald. He's a go-to guy. Give him a break. But no, this is nice. Uh, I'm not in love with it, but it's nice. So we'll see. We'll see how it how it ends, how it ends up. I foresee it being cut, since so nothing's been cut so far. Even though I don't understand your guys' argument. But it's not as well known. I guess. We just said we, we me and Nancy, didn't think it was as catchy. That's just, just our opinion. Mm-hmm. To be real, Carl, I'm not going to fight for it. I'm not going to fight for it. Well, since we haven't cut any so, other songs, I think we can at least wait uh, two more to cut them all. <laughs> instead of just... Being really mean to this one. And uh, I'm it pretty first. sure the last song is gonna get cut too. Well, let's let's. But before we get there, we have uh, to take a little detour uh, to the Drifters and hear their version of White Christmas. <laughs> is that your impression of Doolop, Nancy? <laughs> yes. Where those trees are 
Well, me, me liking some doo-wop. Uh, this is going to sign over written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one originally from Home Alone. I, I think it's what he's... You missed that, He's, man. like, uh, in his towel. He's, like, getting ready to be super fine. <laughs> Good yeah. He's a man now. I think this one's interesting to me just because, like, I do love hearing this song so much. Which is strange because it's White Christmas by Irving Berlin, you know, one of the most well-known and respected, I feel like, Christmas songs. Is. I think the most popular single of all time Something back like in the it. 40s, yeah. the Bing Crosby uh, recording. But somehow, the Drifters managed to do it in a way that's really cool, and I think it's just because of the harmonies are so, so unique. It's interesting, it doesn't even feel like the same song. Mm-hmm. It's good as, like, a being a different song. Yeah. Which is really cool. For me, it was Santa Claus that I associate with this song. They play pretty early on. Uh, and that's one of those Christmas movies I've seen a lot. Because I come from a Tim Allen household. <laughs> <laughs> Raised with Tim Allen values. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy voices like and everything. Oh, yeah. That like You can't song. go over to their house. They were, they're were they a full house household. <laughs> They have alternative viewpoints that I don't agree with. That is surprisingly accurate. <laughs> We're a Tim Allen household, damn it. You'll only go to other Tim Allen households. Sit down and let's watch them juggle to juggle. <laughs> I'm damn it. Apparently, this is an angry household, too. But it's like being a Tim Allen household. It's always a great, great when you can associate a song with a movie that you kind of grew up with. Especially a holiday movie. Well, I don't know what else White Christmas would be in. I assume only holiday movies. But yeah, like I associate it with Home Alone, and that's a definitely a movie I grew up with, so it's very special to me. I associate it with Sean's brother, Kevin, playing it a lot in his car, on his phone, at a point when he only had like 10 songs on his phone. So he'd put it on shuffle... And then White Christmas would come on, and he'd be like, well, I guess we'll listen to this, because I don't have very much music, even though it'd be, like, July or something. <laughs> then this would just, like, keep happening all through the year until, like, you know, October, November. And then when finally it was December, I feel like we didn't even listen to this song once. <laughs> and then it's, like, February, and White Christmas by the Drifters comes on his phone, and he's like, oh, whoops. Guess I missed my window. God, that sucks, man. I hate... I hate being reminded that Christmas is so far away yeah. in, like, February. Like, oh, yeah, I bet you're looking forward to this, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, as a kid, but as an adult, I don't mind so much. Because it can be stressful. You're looking at me, funny, Sean. I'm getting scared, so I'm going to look away. But I think we all like this song. I think. I don't know, Nancy. You started to mock it. I mean, I, it's, it's probably my favorite Christmas song as well. Okay. I'm not as crazy about the arrangement as you guys are Mm -hmm. but i mean i don't think you can really do it wrong i'm just always a little turned off by the very beginning like it seems like way too hot in the mix to be being like (laughs) i like it yeah i mean the low voice guys and those doo-wop groups are always getting the shaft it's it's more like the the syllables they use Do, 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 
Like that guy. He just doesn't. I feel like the execution could have been a little bit better. I think it's flawless. <laughs> Couldn't have done it. I know for a fact that we've done this in in the, in the car. I think just you, me, and Kevin have done this. One of us starts out with the doop doop yeah. doop doop, and then someone sings. And see, but those no guys are no fine, but no one's brave enough to do that. Too scary. I've been there. I might have tried it. Are uh, there four guys? I don't think they're five. Are they? I thought they were less for some reason. Oh, most of those groups are five. I feel like it's mostly five. I don't know. There were, it could be five. There are a group four. where I feel like a lot of members were I'm sure there's a current, rotated in and I'm out. I'm sure there's a current incarnation that has like ten. Maybe. Isn't that messed up how like those old uh, soul groups, they lose members in there? Oh, it's replacement with like three guys. So you go to see them, they have one original member. It's like twelve guys in the group. I don't know why that is. I, don't, I assume most of the drifters have drifted away. Huh? Benny King was in the drifters. Yeah, I know that. Clyde McFadden. Don't know. He did Spanish That's good for me. Well, I like the drifters. McFatter. And I like White Christmas. Like he got fat because he ate McDonald's. McFatter. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's what an American name. <laughs> it is. I never thought of that. True American hero. Unlike our next person. <laughs> it's because he's British. Not because he's a villain. Mr. Paul McCartney. Wonderful Christmas time. The hood is right, the spirits are, we're here tonight. Okay, so I'm gonna start. I know a lot of people hate this song. I just want to know uh, why. Wow. It has like laser sounds. It's awesome. It's like is so that the thing? Dated. Is, it, is it the sense? Is I, the sense is part of it. It's it's not a timeless Christmas song. I think I think it's a very '70s. Oh. You heard of these things? They're called synthesizers. Let's put it all over this song. And the melody, too, is a little irritating to me. It's just so bouncy and chipper. I don't know. When I'm in the grocery store and this song comes on, I just hear, oh, God. I just say, God, it's a fucking song. This again. Why can't oh, you just have a wonderful Christmas? I don't party? know. It's I just, so simple. I can't help but but recoil well, from this song. I, I like the lasers. I can I understand like how some people think it's dated, and I think the song was like 1979, so it was definitely a transitional period where people were like, "Let's start. Let's start using these things called synthesizers." That's a really good idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe he went a little overboard with that. But as for the goofiness, I just feel like that's McCartney. That's like his when I'm 64 kind of mindset. He just writes songs like this. And if McCartney's going to do a Christmas song, I think this is the kind he's going to do. And I, I that's fine with me. I mean, yeah, I, think I, I don't know that he could have done any better. I think these Christmas songs are oddly representative of, of the Beatles with John Lennon's <laughs> being about the Vietnam War. And Paul McCartney just, he's just simply having a good time. Yeah. And, 
John Lennon's just seems so much more real and like musically. I don't know, like everything about it is so much better than this. Like I feel like, to me, I just feel like Paul McCartney didn't really try very hard. But the song was hit, and it still gets that lots of airplay. It even played it on the last SNL. Which is interesting, the Christmas episode of SNL. I was kind of hoping he'd come out and just play Happy Xmas, just to be like, yeah, he wrote the good post-Beatles Christmas song. I admit defeat. But I think it was fun. I think it was fun. I I mean, I think the the John Lennon song is better, but I don't think it's fair to compare them. They're so different. They're, 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 They're trying to go in totally different directions. I mean, Lennon's song is is kind of like an activist thing. And McCartney's clearly just trying to have fun. He's not trying to go anywhere else than that. So it's He's not trying fair to make to... a poppy hit. Yeah, and it was, and he succeeded. Well, yeah, but that's but... like saying Justin Bieber succeeded with a hit song. Like that doesn't mean I like it. I'm not. No, I'm not saying. I'm saying it's not fair to compare it to Lennon's song, which we were doing. We're saying like how Lennon's is so much better than this one. But I, I, just, I don't. I, didn't think I don't think fair. it's. I don't think it's better. On a, uh, let me fade this out. I don't. I don't think it's better on a, uh, on like a lyrical or message standpoint. I just, you know, taking lyrics and message and all that out of it, I, I just, I like the melody of the other one better, and I like the way it was produced better, and you know, I love all the chorus and everybody singing, and and I just feel like he went in, played some synths wrote generic Christmas lyrics and did it in like five minutes. That's just the feeling I get from it. But he didn't make his wife sing backup vocals, at least not really high in the mix. There's one plus. Sure. Okay, fair enough. There's clearly a division on this song. It's not going to make the the list, so I think that can be cut right now. All right, so we have to go back and cut uh, four more. Probably have to cut style the calorie since he was so opposed. Aww. This shall rise again, Drud. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else actively dislike any of these? I think Chris by the Who yeah, is that's kind of an off yeah. choice. It's cool. That's to not talk the, about the right it. word, but there's something off about it. <laughs> something doesn't sit right about that who boys. <laughs> well, I, I think we can make the, the case that we were kind of talking about where all the rest of these songs are about Christmas and yeah. Stop the Cavalry and Christmas by the Who are it's other things that are set where, during Christmas. Yeah, it's in the background. Like, Christmas is in the background of Lethal Weapon, but you don't consider that a Christmas movie. I mean, anything to get you to watch it is fine with me. <laughs> that was probably the greatest week of my life when we watched all four Lethal Weapon movies. That was mm-hmm. probably the peak. That's when I peaked. Bob that now. The peak and all over the place. It's like a snow globe. Anyways. Uh, I'm still not particularly crazy about this Christmas. So that would be one that I mean that I would consider taking off. Like I said, I'm, I won't fight for it. Same with me. I, I'm not passionate enough about it. Oh, I like it a lot. Um, well, I like stopped cavalry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I could do without just because 
the other three that I put on here have probably a good chance of making it. And I would say I would probably take Bright Eyes Blue Christmas off, but again, you know, I gotta cherish any time Nancy adds anything to a list we're talking about, so I don't and it's Christmas, man. I don't wanna fight over anything. It's a good time. It's cheer and goodwill towards man. And that's a regret of mine putting that I mean I put that when we made this folder that was the first thing I did. I just like, oh I like the song. But looking back at it i wish i put a, a different because i was just thinking like that's one of my favorite christmas songs not like this is my favorite arrangement you know what mm-hmm. I, mean? mm-hmm. yeah, I thought you're gonna love this with jesus songs or all the jesus songs <laughs> i just never did <laughs> next year we'll do exclusively jesus oh yeah if we make it exclusively christploitation <laughs> christmas songs christ <laughs> Don't forget, guys, we still got the apocalypse tomorrow to worry about. Yeah. So we're going to bump Blue Christmas and make a list out of what's left? Mm, I don't know. It's Nancy's call. Looks like it's bumped. John said he was going to bump Blue Christmas. Is that okay? Uh, Let me do a quick little thumb right there. I mean, I could do without some of these. I think maybe we could lose Carol the Bells. Um, well, just because no, there's not a definitive version to any of us. Well, there is one definitive version, and we heard it today. So. <laughs> what the hell did you bring it up? See, that's the same thing. I like Blue Christmas, but I definitely prefer the Elvis version over the one that we have here. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean that's. So that's what makes it kind of a I think guess. of it as an Elvis song. song. Alright, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Bump it. I, I just, I guess, I just approached the list in the wrong way. Like, I could have put the Elvis one on and it would have made it. Yeah. All right. I mean, we also could have put on the Bing Crosby White Christmas, but, uh, you know, <laughs> which is a little weird because, like I say, it's the most successful, like, single of all time, but... Mm. Drifters, man. <laughs> make that <laughs> list. <laughs> Let's make it. We put the SLXP carols, the bells. <laughs> Have it a download to that too. You know, people want to hear this again and again. It's widely available at slxp.seanlemmy.com. <laughs> it goes places, man. You guys didn't it hear it places. all the way through. There's no singing, though. That was well before the singing era. No. SLXP. I'm looking at maybe Christmas time is here. Just because... The other ones feel like more full songs in that one. Why? Is there any other? Yeah, like all of them for me. No, uh, Jingle Bell Rock, I'm not that big on it. It's all right, I guess. doesn't get me super excited. Uh, that's probably higher than Little St. Nick, though. No. Yeah, that's Little St. Nick, too, that could be lower. I'm all about Little St. Nick. I am, too, but I, I don't know that it's one of the sucks. greatest Christmas songs of all time. I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, I, I like it a lot. I only put two things on here. It's because I was covering for it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, what else, man? I still feel like everyone secretly hates Feliz Navidad. 
I don't secretly love it. I'll tell you pretending. that. I'm okay with it. I could put it on the lower end. I guess I was just afraid you'd be like, come on, how could you not? It's so happy. It's pretty happy. Nancy, what do you see on the lower end? Just your personal thoughts. Anything that stands out to you? Um, Jingle Bell Rock, definitely. Jingle Bell Rock? Not about it. <laughs> if, you, if you're sure not about it, then let's put it lower down. Is anyone else like not about any of these songs? Well, I, I like I said I wasn't crazy about y- the Yoko Ono aspect of Happy Christmas. I still think it's a good song. It just her on it, it makes it lower for me. That's enough for me to put it at the number eight spot. I don't agree. I feel like I I, I don't even notice it that much. I mean, I was I I feel like I heard like another version than the one we heard. Where that was more stripped down or something, uh, so maybe I'm 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 too too caught up in that version or something. So I mean I I, I don't care. I, we can go higher. I'm not gonna be like mad. I'm not gonna want to uh, start a war. Let's talk about Christmas time this year. <laughs> it's it's not a song I ever feel compelled to listen to all the way through. If I'm being real. I'm pretty much done with. I'm like, alright. Let's get on out that door. Yeah, I mean, I disagree because <laughs> every time I listen to that album, I basically listen to that song twice because the vocal version comes right after the, the jazz version. I'm like, nah, I don't need to skip ahead to the next track. I can hear this version too. I just, it just feels good to me. Again, Probably a different experience since I don't think you really like jazz that much. I'm kind of a jazz fan. Uh, what have we not talked about since Christmas? Baby, please come home. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> God damn it! I didn't want to fight about this, like that Ramon song, Christmas Baby. I don't want to fight tonight. That's what Christmas is. I guess. Fight. Gotta fight. <laughs> At some point. Uh, what else have we not revisited? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Festival of fists. <laughs> let's be real. It's on the list. There's so many Christmas songs. Well, about you saying, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. I'm sorry, John, what were you actually saying? Real talk, guys. <laughs> have yourself a merry little Christmas. No one said it's their favorite so far. <laughs> good solid it's classic yeah that's that's what number eight spot's all about right yeah it's one of those like we respect it a lot but none of us have a personal affection for it i like that song (sighs) (laughs) well i mean i kind of did too because i put it on there yeah it's pretty good but um fine we can put christmas time is here at number eight if that's all right with you guys yes And then what would you put next, Colin, as, like, revenge? Uh, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> okay. okay. Then then suck it, it, Sean. You don't like jazz? I don't like overproduced pop. Feliz Navidad is not my favorite on this list, either. Oh, I assumed it was for some reason. No, I... Put Little St. Nick next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Just missing the top five. Poor guy. And then have yourself Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. It's so weird. I could have done this list so many different ways. I don't really care. 
I mean, I could have put Happy Xmas next too, since John's got a beef with one aspect. Well, of then this. let's put Happy Xmas next. Fine with me. Great. See, we're moving. We're already up to the top three. Well, do you want Happy Xmas at five or four? You can just keep it at four. It's fine. Okay. Does that be too much work to switch? I can switch it. Too much work. work. Don't do it. See, yeah, we're fine. Okay. <laughs> That's my new Christmas song. Wow. So you have any words? I think, it, I think it captures the mood. Personally, like, I'd go yeah. Christmas, the Christmas song, White Christmas. I'd yes, go like that is correct. Nope, Sean already said it's correct. Did you, did you mean Christmas, baby, please come home? That's number three for me. See, that's my favorite, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, so on your opinion, so the Christmas song is number three then, because no one put it as their number one. I think so. I think that's how it's gonna be. Mac and Cole, still seal of approval. <laughs> put that on the next album re-release. Um, <laughs> it's the third please. best Christmas song. Uh, come on, guys! White Christmas is so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an argument. <laughs> But, I mean, this is what it comes down to. It's just, I like this song better just because I like this song better. That's the hard thing to do. Um, my song choice is in no way associated with murder. That was not a classy move, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I should have figured that that would have come out at some point because you obviously just love... Playing below the belt for some reason, but uh, irrelevant is my rebuttal to that. It has nothing to do with the quality of the song. It should not be tarnished because of one person who was involved who made some poor decisions. Very below the really belt. poor decision. <laughs> but no, I, I love it for the production. I love it for the melody. I guess the one thing it has on this white Christmas is that it is the first version and the definitive version, which is pretty impressive. White Christmas, uh, that an even, is this even they, the definitive they had version? an even harder yeah. hurdle to get over I don't know because there the already is a definitive version. version and they had to go out there and make a different version. I guess I'm just thinking from the standpoint as the song, not so much the version, but I'm not allowed to do that. Doing it wrong. That's not how this list was set up. Yeah. Oh man, we're losing this argument now. That's how you set up this list. I never agreed to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not our fault that you're a thousand miles away. We can't discuss this whole thing with you beforehand. Oh, we, we probably could have discussed it with you before recording this podcast. That wouldn't have been hard. I mean, one thing I can't, I mean, this, this doesn't mean anything, but I remember when you put that on the list, I was like, yeah, I love that song. And then what Chris saw the Drifters, I was like, they did a, they did a diversion? And I'm like, oh, Home Alone one. I mean, it's good, but I guess it wasn't as, it wasn't really memorable for me in that I didn't even know that that was like a thing. Or at least it took me a while. I didn't even know that this song was called This or By This Lady until this list. And that's fair. 
That's the same thing. To me, it was just, oh, yes, that song that's in Christmas. Yeah, stuff. I get that. Oh, God. I don't care. <laughs> oh, damn it. There you go. White Christmas number two. Christmas baby. In the baby. We get our revenge in a second, Sean. With That's the true. definitive version. Sure. So, our uh, top ten Christmas songs. Number ten, Carol of the Bells. Number nine, Jingle Bell Rock. Number eight, Christmas Time is Here. Number seven, Feliz Navidad. Number six, Little Saint Nick. Number five, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Number four, Happy Xmas. War's over. Number three, The Christmas Song. Number two, White Christmas. And number one, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. And if you are home, may I refer you to mildlyplease.com, our blog where we'll have content for you to read, and uh, our iTunes page where you have stars you can fill out and words you can type. But don't type naughty words or Santa Claus will know and he will cancel your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're heading out of town over Christmas, remember to feed your cats. <laughs>